Welcome to We On Fire Sports Podcast, providing fire takes and analysis on sports topics. We have some guests providing their thoughts across the sport landscape. No narratives here. Straight talk. No chaser. We On Fire Sports Podcast. We on Five Sports Podcast. Yeah, man. Episode number 31, man. Woo, we got the big time Super Bowl weekend edition. Super Bowl cracking. Got the Cincinnati Bengals, man, taking on the Los Angeles Rams on the Rams home turf out in SoFi Stadium. So, we on Five Sports Podcast. We definitely going to get into that. I got my... NFL correspondent Steve coming through, man. We're going to connect gang on the Super Bowl. Our breakdown of the game. Also, to our predictions in the Super Bowl this year. Man, we had a big, big trade out here in the NBA, man. James Harden going from the Brooklyn Nets to the Philadelphia 76ers. Right down the road. Big time deal, Ben Simmons, you know, going over to Brooklyn, if you may not have known. And man, gonna get into that a little bit, man. That his situation just broke off. So man, so we're gonna definitely in the next episode break that all the way down. But I got my NBA correspondent falling through, man. Shot, man, we're gonna break down the Brooklyn Nets and how we felt about them pretty much 24 hours before the trade occurred, man. So we're gonna get into that a little bit. Man, we got a banger, man. We got some also trades across the NBA. I'm going to peek my head into and get my little analysis on what they cracked across the NBA front before the NBA trade deadline. So, man, we got a hot one, man. Episode 31, man. We rocking and rolling out here, man. We on Fire Sports Podcast. We on Five Sports Podcast. Coming up, my conversation with my NBA correspondent, Shad, as we talk about the National Basketball Association. We on Five Sports Podcast. Another team, man, a team that formerly had that number one seed team that came into the season man a lot of people predicted them to go to the nba finals some predicted them to win the nba championship they got the hottest big three or new big three out here on the scene and it's the brooklyn nets man they've lost currently as we speak on this podcast now man six games in a row with james harden coming off a fresh four point game and a, and a loss that's still um, that's still unbelievable to see, especially he he didn't get injured or anything. But yeah, four points in a game for James Harden is definitely is definitely yeah, crazy. I mean, uh, watched him last night, and I was just like, oh, I don't know, I don't know what went on. I thought, I don't know, because I, I thought he was in foul trouble or something. So I just turned on the game in the second half. Like I gotta watch, see what's going on, and man, yeah. Yeah, like I said, though, a while ago, I thought, I think Brooklyn gave up the championship trying to get him. And I don't think that they should be, I mean, there was no need. I, I, man, that team with Kyrie and, and Katie with Jared Allen and 
Oh yeah. Dog on Karis Levert where Spencer was out, but you would have had. You still had Jared Allen was available at the playoff time, and Karis Levert was back for Indiana better of playoffs. So you you take them guys out the lineup, man. For for James Harden, you don't need that that much star power. Like, just you don't need it, man. Well, I would, I would, I agree with you in that because I think Jane, um, you know, Allen is one of my favorite players, man, in the league. The youngest man, this guy jump at everything, man. Just you know, be getting, getting it in right now in Cleveland. But I will say this, and how I kind of look at this situation, you know, when you under normal circumstances where you know you don't have, you know, you know, obviously Kyrie Irving can't play in the state of New York due to the COVID mandate. You know, you got other players that's out on your team, you know, periodically due to, you know, testing positive for COVID. And I think under normal circumstances, if you didn't have like COVID out here, you had guys just like available just under normal circumstances. I like to move under normal, like in the normal, but in the, but in the new normal, I totally agree with you based on the fact of, you know, Kyrie Irving is a part-time player. So he literally can't play all the games. And that's a that's an issue from a chemistry standpoint. You know what I mean? Like that's something that at the end of the day, I don't care how good you are at basketball, and you know this from just being on teams, being in a competitive environment. You just can't have a guy in and out that's that good like that. Now you be a role player or a bitch guy, but like one of your main car dudes, he can play one day, don't play one day. Then we have a situation with um James Harden, in my opinion, I think he was he a little salty about that situation, which that's a whole nother story in itself. You know, obviously with Kyrie Irving, I don't want to blame him for not getting vaccinated nothing like that. But I will say this, is it, it's definitely increased the tension to me in the building from a standpoint of, you obviously got KD out due to injury. You had a few other guys out. And I just think that situation kind of adds to what was bubbling in a sense already. What's your thoughts though? Um, like I said, with with Harden, man, I just don't. I just don't. I don't like it. Period. Nothing he does. Nothing he. No, his opinion there. Nothing should be there. Just that's just how I feel. Because, like I said, with with all these injuries, that's what make it even worse. Because if you had them roster pieces there mm-hmm. instead of. You know, one player go down, that you got going with James Johnson and Patty Mills now, bro. Like yeah. now, Mills, now Mills, now Mills, been hooping. I will give Mills this, but Mills been balling. Yeah, Mills, Mills been balling out. You want him to be that off the bench and spark, but he's becoming your number one option because one of them go down. Like, no, he should still be able to be that spark off the bench, and then you bring these people in. It's, it's like, dude, after them three. You got old Blake Griffin. LaMarcus Aldridge is playing pretty good. Yeah. So I, I got to honor that. LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah, yeah he's he been playing well. He's been playing well this oh, season. That one's out. He said he wanted to go somewhere where he could play more. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was about to say that. And I think they're in the process of uh, dealing Millsap or waving Millsap uh, from what I'm hearing yeah, from the street. They got, they got a dude named David Duke Jr. Black man. Oh, yeah. My language on it. That's how their roster, like how bad <laughs> the 
y'all chose to go with this other dude. <laughs> like, seriously, like, for her black man named David Duke Jr. <laughs> yeah man I, I, it, it definitely that trade it absolutely watered down their bench you know it, watered, it definitely watered down their bench i agree with you totally in that meaning that and that's kind of the reason why i said that in a in, in the new normal that's be that's very risky Meaning that once your bench kind of thin out a little bit, and you got a situation where you got a guy who tests positive, maybe gone for seven days, you know, one of your main dudes gonna be there part time anyway off the rip. And then if, if James Harden or, or uh, Kevin Durant gets injured, yeah, you behind the eight ball. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Your the roster is just a, is incomplete. Basically, there's no kind of chemistry and continuity. From the best. Remember when they joined and they came in, Brooklyn had the best roster in the league by far. Exactly. So well, especially in the Eastern Conference, no doubt about that. They was uh, they was undisputably the best roster in the East. When you had all that players, you had Kyrie Irving, uh, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, uh, Kevin Levert. Harris Levert. Jared Allen. And then when he went down, you, yeah. know, you got Joe Harris, uh, Jared Allen. Mm-hmm. They had a million pieces, bro. They had a nice lineup, and they went from that to being dependent on the top three. And it's just like that. And another thing, that, that's just a, a showing of the NBA. And like Kevin Durant, that's like my knock to him. On me, to me. That, that's that's something like how we talk about grace and what to take from them. You don't know that you that you don't need two superstars with you, bro. Like I don't what? think Kevin don't 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 know that he don't need that man. Like, dude, do you know how good you are? You don't need a third. What you need three? First of all, the year was about having two stars. It was about the duos. Remember? Well, of course. Ron and Anthony Davis and. They were saying Middleton with uh with your boy. They were saying uh oh, yeah. Middleton, Giannis, and you got Booker and, and Paul. They had the duos everywhere. Kawhi and, and uh, PG. Paul George. So it's like, what made you think you needed a third dude? Like, well, I, I think been on the team like Kevin Durant. Like, he, that's a that's like, dude, you got to know better, man. Like, you got to know how good you really is, man. Like. Well, I think also too. I think also too. For me, I you know I more so blame Sean Marks, who was the GM of the Brooklyn Nets, and here's why: is because, like, I understand what you mean as far as obviously Kevin Durant is one of the greatest players ever. He's a great player, but the thing with the like the organization have to be cognizant of part of what you said. Part of hey, James Harden is a friend of Kevin Durant. Like, not only is he a peer, you know what I mean? He's a friend of Kevin Durant. Like, they have a friendly a friendly uh, relationship. Like, they're cool. And so, to me, you know, you have to check the temperature in the room on your roster and how that can adversely affect your roster. Kind of similar to what you're going through right now. Meaning that one of those guys get upset. You know, one of those guys get mad. 
is is more to it take more effort to balance them. It's kind of like you got to cater to them in a sense. And the rest of your roster, you know, the trickle down effect it may hurt the rest of your roster from a motivation standpoint. Meaning that you you you, you similar to what they are now. Instead of a team, say, and I'll use the Bulls for an example. Hey, we got a couple guys out. You know, our lineups may be thin, but because everybody is kind of playing on the same accord, we're able to win win games doing that. Teams like, you know, that go through what Brooklyn is going through, you tend to see those teams lose three in a row, four in a row. They go and lose the streets that they're unable to get, a, get, get like a gangster win in, in between like their slump. And I think that's exactly what they're going through now, man. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on the playoff team. Remember, I think oh, yeah. they made the playoffs the year. Yeah, they did. With Kenny Atkinson so, as the coach. Like, like, what the heck makes you think? I just like that's it's just just the whole thought process period with the league now and the, these people need this and that person and this and that. And you let people tell you like, dude, I. I that's a knock. That's, that that brings him down to me. Like, you don't know how good you really are, bro. Like, in no way. Like, well, also too, but also too, like, and this is kind of like the the, the the tricky part for me for Brooklyn is, I mean, think about it, man. If Durant hit the three against, you know, the Bucks, let's say they go to the NBA Finals. You know what I mean? Let's just say they make the NBA Finals. I think that that would have eased eased it a little bit, but by them say obviously losing and not getting to the NBA Finals, and think about what happened. You had Kyrie Irving hurt. You had James Harden. That was fifty percent. You know he came back, but he wasn't himself. And in essence, you're kind of going through the same situation now. <laughs> like, yeah, and that's what I was saying. Like you could, first of all, James Harden was playing hands. Yeah. He was he was literally the definition of a live ball turnover. Like every time you're doing live ball turnover, it's leading the layups. Like every time y'all trying to go up a little bit more, go up past five points, they up five the whole game. Every time they about to go up a little more, this dude throws the ball literally away for a layup every time. <laughs> it's like he don't need to be on the team. You need to have Jared Allen here. Well, I mean, he was there before he got hurt. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was down for the crown before he got injured. Like, he was out for the whole season. Yeah, he got injured early. He got injured early last season. Remember, he played some games. He played some games. I think he got injured in like the third or fourth game of the season last year. If yeah. I'm not mistaken. And uh, remember, Karras was giving you 30 in games with them playing with Kevin Durant and Dog Cole. Mm-hmm. Uh, carry out there. Oh yeah, he was hooping. Like, dude, like, what the heck you need hard for? That's like, that's what I be telling people when you look at the main now. That's the equivalent of the Bulls going to get Charles Barkley instead of Rob. Well, I would agree. That's why. That's why I put it. That's why I put it on the feet of Sean Marks, the GM, from a standpoint of. You, yeah, because as you, I mean, you hit it right on the head. When the team got put together, it really was a playoff team. It was a work hard type of ball club with Kenny Atkinson. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they was they was they was grinding and hustling, and then you fought you. Over a team and saying we're gonna put these two sides on top. You 
fuck? Yeah. And I think that to me, I think that some of some of that is kind of the ram the, the the byproduct of you you move on from Kenny Atkinson. Then you bring in Steve Kerr, which, you know, I'm not sorry, Steve Nash. No disrespect to Steve Nash. I mean, he's a great player, former MVP of this league, but he didn't have any coaching experience, zero, before taking the job. And so to me, I just thought that this ball club, and it's not a knock on Steve Nash, but the organization have to be careful when you put, like you say, a team, a big three like this together with strong personalities. Yeah, you can't really have a guy in there that just okay. Let me let my assistants handle this. You know, sometimes you got to roll up the sleeves and, and you know and, and have some real conversation with these guys. So Kevin, Kevin Durant is a player. Me and you both know the NBA is about players. Them great players. He's one of them players that, like I was saying last year in the playoffs, or what was that year last year? He didn't even need Kyrie. Him on him in Brooklyn roster alone. He's that good. And he already has a Kyrie and thinks that he needs a James Harden and except like no way I'm like Well he tried he, well he thought he was trying to corner he thought he was trying to corner the market. You know what I mean? Like I can't blame I can't blame the player like if if, if like here's the thing with that with me. <clears throat> I can't blame the player if like that's your homeboy. Cause that's gonna be your instincts, you know what I mean? Like, hey, my homeboy in a struggling situation, he ain't happy right now, you know what I mean? That's just like being a good homeboy, you know what I mean? But to me is you know, the GM or the team and the organization is the one that have to evaluate that and make make it is this in the best interest of our ball club moving forward? Like they make the final decision on that. And and to me, they paying for it a little bit right now. Like you said, that roster a little thin. That's my whole point, the mentality. The blame is on Marks, like you said. Like, I agree with that. The blame is on Marks making that move. But what I'm saying is, why why I take from KD is because Kobe Bryant wouldn't allow that. That's real or whatever. I don't, I don't need that. Well, well, you know, rest in peace, Mamba. You know, Mamba different kind of breed. You know, Mamba, you yeah, know. I'm just saying, I'm just, that's why I say it takes from your, oh, yeah. your greatness because they, see, other things that takes from people's greatness is when you have other people to compare them to. Oh, I absolutely. don't have to go to Mike. I don't have to go to Mike. Mike with the nigga man Charles Barkley. That's my man, but I don't need him on my spot. All I need is robbing and get boards. We don't need that extra, that, you know, this, that, that. We, we just need the boards. That's it. So, the, it's the mentality to me. Like, I think Kobe probably would have went to the office like, no. Yeah, let me, yeah, let me get, yeah, well, let me, yeah, let me just get a guy that we actually need. Which, in a sense, in a sense, in a sense. Well, think well, think about think about this. It's funny you mentioned Kobe. Think about the guys that in Los Angeles that he did vouch for for them to bring in, such as the Meta World Pieces of the World, Ron Artest of the World, the Matt Barnes of the World. Like Kobe, yeah, uh, yeah, he understood, and I think part of it too with Kobe because he kind of been through that as a younger guy, meaning that you know they put their dream team together. Kobe was 22 years old, you know what I mean? When you know Malone and you know, Peyton came over, so he had already been through that. And saw how that, and saw how that, saw how that affects the team. So yeah, once he matured, he understood. Like yeah, we don't need those type of guys. We need these grinders, hard hat guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like 
it's also the feel. Like like Kobe wanted Chris Paul with him. That's a good piece to put with you. Right. And you know they they blocked the deal or whatever. But that's a good piece. But to bring a James Harden to to Kevin Durant and Kyrie, like like bro, like no. Yeah. But what you do like that's extra. Like I. And it, it, it did. The basketball guys did them exactly how they supposed to do. Well, that's why. That's what I was saying. And let's see, nigga. Nigga, you would have had these other niggas with you, even with Kyrie. Kyrie could have went down. It don't matter. Well, I think that I think that like you you hit it right on the head. You kind of reap what you sow. Like if your roster thing, and we in unnormal times. Like the circumstances ain't ideal. You know what I'm saying? Like to be honest, I mean that's just the new the new normal we kind of in. And like yeah, once you build your team, you know, kind of like that. Yeah, if one of those guys get ticked off, or you got a guy, you know, obviously an Irvin that's literally a part time player. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Chemistry is a real thing, man. Kevin Durant don't even have a clue that he that player. He's that player that even if, like, you know, when Mike Pippen can go down, you know, I don't care, nigga, you did decoy, whatever, nigga, I got it. But Kevin Durant's that player that if Kyrie go down, nigga, you still good. You will beat another super team, bro. Like, you're that good that you will beat a, a fucking a LeBron team, even with you and a whole, and a whole squad full of good players, nigga. Literally, you're that good, but you don't even know that you that good, man. Like, you don't even know that you, you and another star player, you're so caught up in what's going on in the NBA. LeBron got two players, I got to get two. Nah, bro, you do not need that. I'm a different. Sometimes you have to be your own individual, and that's what you can see that in case. Oh, absolutely. Oh, the same, bro. Like, you gotta stop. Stop following in the same paths as it exactly man so we 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 definitely we definitely gonna see man you know how how this thing kind of unfolds for the rest of the season with the with the brooklyn nets you know that the the, the 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 positive spin on it is that even though they've dropped six games they still in a hunt meaning that they still have a shot at getting themselves back in a top three top two situation in the eastern conference but we definitely see how that goes man you know I had to, you know, connect gang with your man, NBA correspondent. You know, I had to get your thoughts across the National Basketball Association, man. We definitely going to yes, link sir. up link up again, man, just yes, to uh, see, you know, how the rest of the season unfold, man. But we definitely had to had to, had to address those uh, those little topics across the NBA, man. Yes, man. Shout out, uh, shout out, business, man. John Morant, man. That boy playing some ball out here, man. Hey, grit and grind, grit and grind part two, man. You know they had the grit and grind. You know when Randolph and you know my man Tony Allen. Shout out Tony Allen. You know it's part, it's part two, it's part two, man. Just with a little bit more athleticism. Yeah, man. Shout him out, man. I just had to shout him out when we got him out off the. Oh yeah, no, no doubt, man. And and definitely an MV, and definitely an MVP candidate uh, out here on these streets. So. Yeah, we're going to get them more, more into, you know, the, the Grizzlies and a few more of these up-and-coming teams out here trying to make a few hustle moves, man. Like I said, man, we definitely appreciate you once again falling through, man, on We On Fire Sports Podcast, man. Yes, sir.
We on Five Sports Podcast. Man, we got some breaking, breaking news, man. Right before I was going to hit the press on this podcast, man, to blast it out, man, we got the blockbuster trade, man, between the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, that, it has happened. We got James Harden, man, going to the Philadelphia 76ers in exchange for Ben Simmons. Uh, Brooklyn is shipping out uh, Harden as well as Paul Millsap. And the Philadelphia 76ers are shipping out uh, Simmons. They're also including in that deal Sub Curry. Also, too, it appears it's going to be Andre Drummond and also two two future first-round picks. So, man, we're going to keep it short and sweet since this news just broke. Man, we're definitely going to get it further into it as it uh, develops. But it pretty much looks like a done deal right before the NBA trade deadline. James Harden out of Brooklyn over to Philadelphia, man. So we're definitely going to get some further insights as this uh, kind of wraps up. But we on Five Sports Podcast definitely had to hit you with the update right at press time, man. We on Five Sports Podcast. We on Fire Sports Podcast. Man, the NBA, man, we right here before the NBA trade trade deadline. You know I got my ears to the streets, and I got some breaking news out here, man. It appears that the New Orleans Pelicans and the Portland Trailblazers have made a trade as the New Orleans Pelicans acquire C.J. McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. Man, the Pelicans appears they're sending out Josh Hart, Thomas Sadoransky, Nikai Alexander-Walker, and Didi Lozada in the deal. New Orleans is also sending a protected first-round pick and two second-round picks to Portland. First-round pick of that particular deal is top five, uh, top five to top 14 protected for 2022. And man, man, this one is a huge indicator of what's going on there in Portland. Uh, man, I had a conversation with a friend of mine just in regards to this situation out in Portland. And I said it. I said, man, I don't expect Damon and Lillard to be part of the Portland Trailblazers next year. Um, and it appears that they begin to tear the wall down out there in Portland, you know, with this trade with C.J. McCollum. Man, you know, good thing about, you know, say Portland is they're receiving a lot of equity back. You know, I do think that Nikolai Alexander-Walker is a good basketball player. This is a guy that has approved. Um, hopefully, this is a good situation for him to go out there in Portland. They got a bunch of youngins, but this screams to me rebuilding. Also, too, I do not see Chauncey Billups coming back because I just don't think Chauncey Billups wants to be a part of a rebuilding situation. But we're going to keep our ears to the streets on that one. But definitely, we on Five Sports Podcast had to kind of give you guys the updated news in regards, and uh, we'll see how this thing unfolds, you know, moving forward. But to me, this is the beginning of the rebuilding process out there in Portland. We'll see what alternative moves they do in regards. And man, man, it's a great situation. We'll see how it goes moving forward for the Portland Trailblazers. So we on Five Sports Podcast definitely going to be on the scene. We on Fire Sports Podcast. The NBA is heating up, man. We're close to the trade deadline. Teams are making deals out here. Teams are talking deals out here. 
We on Five Sports Podcast definitely have our ears to the streets on these hot moves that's going on across the National Basketball Association. And man, we had a hot trade involving the Indiana Pacers and the Sacramento Kings as the Pacers trade Demonis Sabonis to Sacramento for Tyrese Halliburton. Also included in that deal from Sacramento perspective, they're shipping out Buddy Hill to Indiana as well as uh, Tristan Thompson, the OG vet. Man, this trade, man, is very interesting. Um, also, too, the Pacers are also including in the deal as well on the way out from Indiana would be Jeremy Lamb as well as uh, Justin Holiday in a 2027 second round pick. And this is an interesting deal. This is something that I knew the Kings was definitely on the phones trying to make moves. You know, their season pretty much don't look like they even going to make the play in the position they in right now. So for them, you know, I knew they were going to make some moves. It just was all about who, when. You know, we definitely heard Fox name out there in trade rumors. Didn't really hear Halliburton's name as much, but I knew that they were going to trade... You know, either Halliburton, Fox, or my youngin out of Baylor, man. Lighting it up, man. So, for me, you know, and I'm talking about uh, Tavion Mitchell for the uh, Sacramento Kings, by the way. Won a national championship at Baylor. I knew one of those three was going to get shipped out out of uh, Sacramento, and it's Halliburton. Man, this trade, I think it could help potentially both teams moving down the road. I don't think both these teams are going nowhere right now. So, bonus, man, I think, to me, is the best player currently in this deal. You know, a lot of people have, you know, high aspirations for Tyrese Halliburton. You know, I think he's a tremendous young player, man. You know, plays with a whole bunch of energy on both sides of the basketball. So, I think that both teams, to me, just depending on the moves they're going to make after these particular deals, can help these teams out in the future. You know, I thought Sabonis, man, was a good staple piece for Indiana. To me, you know, I'm not sure if I would have traded him, to be quite honest. Uh, you know, for me, I think he's an all-star player, man. He's made the all-star team, two-time all-star. And for me, man, you just don't trade those type of guys, man. It's just something that you got to keep those guys in your fold, man, and, you know, around your organization, at least at minimum, till you're able to make some kind of moves. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see how this uh, trade unfolds in the future, man, but... We on Five Sports Podcast definitely had to uh, give our insight on this breaking news of that trade, man. We on Five Sports Podcast. Five Sports Podcast. Man, the NBA, man, we right here before the NBA trade trade deadline. You know I got my ears to the streets, and I got some breaking news out here, man. It appears that the New Orleans Pelicans and the Portland Trailblazers have made a trade as the New Orleans Pelicans acquired C.J. McCullum from the Portland Trailblazers. Man, the Pelicans appears they're sending out Josh Hart, Thomas Sadoransky, Nikki Alexander Walker and Didi Lozada in the deal. New Orleans is also sending a protected first round pick and two second round picks to Portland. First round pick of that particular deal is top five, uh, top five to top fourteen protected for 2022. 
And man, man, this one is a huge indicator of what's going on there in Portland. Uh, man, I had a conversation with a friend of mine just in regards to this situation out in Portland. And I said it. I said, man, I don't expect Damon and Lillard to be part of the Portland Trailblazers next year. Um, and it appears that they begin to tear the wall down out there in Portland, you know, with this trade with C.J. McCollum. Man, you know, good thing about, you know, say Portland is they're receiving a lot of equity back. You know, I do think that Nikolai Alexander-Walker is a good basketball player. This is a guy that has approved. Um, hopefully, this is a good situation for him to go out there in Portland. They got a bunch of youngins, but this screams to me rebuilding. Also, too, I do not see Chauncey Billups coming back because I just don't think Chauncey Billups wants to be a part of a rebuilding situation. But we're going to keep our ears to the streets on that one. But definitely, we on Five Sports Podcast had to kind of give you guys the updated news in regards. And uh, we'll see how this thing unfolds, you know, moving forward. But to me, this is the beginning of the rebuilding process out there in Portland. We'll see what alternative moves they do in regards. And man, man, it's a great situation. We'll see how it goes moving forward for the Portland Trailblazers. So we on Five Sports Podcast definitely going to be on the scene. We on Fire Sports Podcast. We on Fire Sports Podcast, man. Chopping it up for the Super Bowl, man. And uh, who is the guy for the Cincinnati Bengals, man? You think gotta have a good game for the Bengals, man, to pull off and knock off the uh, L.A. Rams? Uh, I mean, it's the obvious for the Bengals. It's Joe, Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe, Joe is the reason they got there. Uh, you know, he, he, he's, he hasn't made big mistakes. He hasn't fumbled the way the ball hasn't thrown interception. You know, if he at least plays mistake-free, I mean, a big play might not be there, but if he at least plays mistake-free, I think um, they'll be in the game. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, him making a play here or there. Eventually, uh, that might give him an edge, but at the end of the day, it's Joe Burrow. You know, he has to make plays. He has to, he has to not turn the ball over. So he'll have the ball in his hands more often than not. So uh, you know, it's Joe Burrow. Yeah, man, Joe, Joe, cool part two, man. I think uh, you know he's the leader of the ball club, obviously. Um, you know, for me, it's Joe, but I think it's Joe Mixon for me. And the reason okay. I say Joe Mixon, I just think that, you know, for them to try to get in a situation where, one, they keep the Rams' offense off the field, and two, as, as as advertised, I mean, look at the defensive line of the Los Angeles Rams. So, to me, you know, if Joe Mixon can move, can run the football, you know, catch him a couple passes out the, uh, out the backfield, you know, I think that, to me, he's the guy that takes a lot of pressure, obviously, off of Joe Burrow. And that, to me, it allows Joe Burrow to kind of, formulate and, and just check out the game also too you can kind of nix Jalen Ramsey to a certain extent you know because you know he's going to be covering you know Jamar Chase one on one pretty much all game so for me it's Joe Mixon I mean I think for the uh, for the Rams for them to me I think it's I think Cooper Cup is the temperature gauge for them you know you know I think he's a guy that you know he gets Matt Stafford out of, out of some sticky situations like, and to me, it's all about the timing of the plays, too. And even though Cooper Cup has put up phenomenal numbers this year, Triple Crown, man, to me, just the plays that he make at the time. Obviously, you know, if you look at the Tampa Bay game, I mean, he made the play of the game. 
But he's been a guy all season long that when the Rams get in the third situation or the momentum change, the other team trying to, you know, snatch momentum back, Cooper Cup either moving the sticks or hitting you with a 35, 25-yard play. So for me, it's Cooper Cup on the other side. You know, these teams, you know, they you know, they're stout, they're both worthy, man. But you know this game is played out in Los Angeles, out in SoFi, man. What you think, man? What you think about this one, man? How you feel about the game, man? Uh, I mean, I think it's the Rams that are going to win this game. I, I can't, I'm, I mean, they have the advantage of just about every single meaningful position. I mean, even even as good as the Bengals receivers are, T.J. Higgins, I think the Rams receiving core is better. Uh, quarterback position, Joe Burrow's great, but Matthew Stafford's the veteran guy. I mean, they're kind of similar players, but Matthew Stafford's the better, you know, the guy who's seen it all. You know, who has more experience, and you know, if he wins this, he's, he might be good. he might be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, at the running back position, I think they're Cam Akers, Joe Mixon, as good as he is, Cam Akers, and Sony Michelle probably get more of an advantage. The offensive line, I think the Rams' offensive line is better. The Rams' defensive line is better. Their front seven is better. Uh, you know, when you're talking about secondary, I think the Rams' cornerback, even with you know, 40-something-year-old damn near Eric Weddle back there. I think the, the Rams' defense, is, uh, the defensive backfield, is better. So I, I, I can't see where the Bengals have the advantage. So I have to say it's going to be the Rams to win this game. But, you know, that, like in the words of uh, what is it, Chris Berman, that's why they play the games. So, you know, who knows what can happen. Uh but it, 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 I, I would be I'd be surprised if the Bengals win. This might be another you know another Super Bowl loss for the Bengals organization. I think that'll be over three. But uh, you know I, I just don't see them winning this game. Yeah, man, I put a lot of thought into uh, into this game, and I agree with you on the talent in. I mean, the Rams are just the most talented team out of the two teams. I do think that they have a coaching advantage in McVay. Obviously, as everyone knows and follows, you know, National Football League knows that Zach Taylor is an understudy. And so to me, I agree with you. I have the Rams winning this game. You know, I go as far as saying I think this is going to be a 24 to 17 game. And to me, I think the key of the game and the reason I picked the Rams, outside of just that they're more talented, I just think that, think about this. Joe Burrow got sacked nine times. Look at this defensive line. That he's going up against with Aaron Donald and the company, Ikevon, Von Miller, <coughs> excuse me, Von Miller and company. I just think that they're going to get to, they're going to get to Joe Burrow. Maybe not nine times, but they're going to get to Joe Burrow. And to me, I don't think Cincinnati can survive him being sacked five, six times in, in, in this game. And so I, that's why I got the Rams 24 to 17. I think Joe and them trying to make a push, you know, maybe in the fourth quarter of this game to make, you know, make it, you know, drama for or competitive. But I got the Rams in this one, man, 24 17, man. Yeah. 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 I, I think uh, that's a good one. Uh, I would say maybe I, I got the Rams probably scoring a little bit more. Uh, I got them scoring um, 34, I would say 34 21. Somewhere around those lines. I don't think it'd be that close. We got to pull away. I think just from what you brought up with the with the front seven of the Rams 
Yeah, man. We definitely, definitely going to see, man. We got Super Bowl jumping off, man. You know, first and foremost, man, everybody enjoy the Super Bowl safely, whether it's COVID, whether it's, you know, too much alcohol or something like that. Definitely want everybody to enjoy the Super Bowl and be safe out here, man. Man, we at the end of the season, bro, man. We had a, a man, we started this thing off in week week one. Man, we pushed on. Man, it's been a crazy up and down season. You know, I'm not sure who, how many people would have picked, you know, Cincinnati versus the Rams. Now, obviously, the Rams was, you know, you know, kind of a favorite in the NFC. Or most, some people picked them as a favorite in the NFC, but... It's been a long season, man. We had a bunch of stuff going on on the field, off the field. Lawsuits out here. It's been a long, long season, man. What's what's your final thoughts, man, on on, on the season, man? Great season. Uh, you know, the NFL every game really went down to one possession. Um, lots of parity in the league. Uh, who would have thought the Rams and the Bengals would be here? That shows you the parity that's in the league. Um, you know, everybody probably had Tampa Bay and Tom Brady or maybe even uh, Kansas City and, and, and those teams are long gone. So it just shows you the parity that's in this league. Just about every every team with a top 15 quarterback has a realistic Super Bowl chance. Uh, and that's, that, that's, and even the teams that don't, like if you're talking about maybe like the Titans, who I don't think Sandy has a top 15 quarterback, they've, they're still in the run because they got you know, good team and good defense and they can run the football. So there's a way to get to the to, to the Super Bowl or to the playoffs or deep into the playoffs without having a top 15 quarterback. And so it just shows you that, you know, the parity that's in this league and how amazing football is um, from a fan standpoint, um, you know, and the stars that are in this game. I mean, you're going to see some stars coming out, you know, Jalen Rams, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Burrow. Guys like that uh, on teams that nobody even predicted, you know, the, 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 to, to, to make it to the Super Bowl. And so, you know, it just shows the, the league's in great shape. And uh, you now I'm excited. Uh, it's going to be sad because, you know, for, for most people, it's, it's sad because there's no football. I mean, I'll be looking to the combine next month and then, you know, the draft in April. I'm a, you know, that's my thing. I'm going to be tuned in Mel Kuyper for the next, I don't know. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. But, uh, you know, you know, and then free agency too, and then see where these quarterbacks land. Uh, that's going to be interesting. Well, you got Russell Wilson probably on the move. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers potentially on the move. Uh, you know, so there's some there's some drama that's going to unfold in the next few weeks. So that's going to be exciting. So yeah, man, it's just you know, it, it's sad to see the season over, but you know, uh, as a, as a Dolphin fan, the team is probably no, seemingly nowhere near uh, in the playoffs. Uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna be looking forward to the off season, seeing where like, where our, my team improves, and and you know who knows, maybe two might develop a little bit more, get some more weapons, and you know we might have a realistic opportunity. So that's where I'll be going for the next few months. But sad to see football go for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And you know we definitely, definitely. We on Five Sports Podcast want to thank you for your contributions this season, man. Falling through. Also, too, is that definitely, man, we're going to break down, you know, once the Super Bowl concludes, man. You know, we're going to definitely break down and give the flowers to whoever wins this particular Super Bowl, man. So, definitely, 
definitely, even though the games is over with, we on Five Sports Podcast, definitely going to have our ears to the streets. You know, we definitely going to check in, man, around that draft time. And also, too, man, you know, next episode, you know, once the Super Bowl, you know, crack off, we definitely going to get into the head coaching movements across the National Football League. Both our teams, respectively, is hired a new head football coach. So we definitely going to break that down, man, in the next episode, man, put a bow on the end of the official season of the National Football League, man. Once again, man, I want to thank everybody for listening. We on Five Sports Podcast. We on Five Sports Podcast, man. Chopping it up for the Super Bowl, man. And uh, who is the guy for the Cincinnati Bengals, man? You think got to have a good game for the Bengals, man, to pull off and knock off the uh, L.A. Rams? Uh, I mean, it's the obvious for the Bengals. It's Joe, Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe, Joe is the reason they got there. Uh, you know, he, he, he hasn't made big mistakes. He hasn't fumbled away the ball. He hasn't thrown interceptions. You know, if he at least plays mistake-free, I mean, a big play might not be there, but if he at least plays mistake-free, I think um, they'll be in the game. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, him making a play here or there eventually. Uh, that might give him an edge, but at the end of the day, it's Joe Burrow. You know, he has to make the plays. He has to, he has to not turn the ball over. So he'll have the ball in his hands more often than not. So, uh yeah man joe joe cool part two man i think uh you know he's the leader of the ball club obviously um you know for me it's joe but i think it's joe mixon for me and the reason i say joe mixon i just think that you know for them to try to get in a situation where one they keep the rams offense off the field and two as as advertised i mean look at the defensive line of the los angeles rams so to me, you know, if Joe Mixon can move, can run the football, you know, catch him a couple passes out the uh, out the backfield. You know, I think that to me, he's the guy that takes a lot of pressure, obviously, off of Joe Burrow. And that to me, it allows Joe Burrow to kind of formulate and, and just check out the game. Also, too, you can kind of nix Jalen Ramsey to a certain extent, you know, because, you know, he's going to be covering, you know, Jamar Chase one on one pretty much all game. So for me, it's Joe Mixon. I mean, I think for the... Uh, for the Rams, for them, to me, I think it's I think Cooper Cup is the temperature gauge for them. You know, you know, I think he's a guy that, you know, he gets Matt Stafford out of out of some sticky situations, like situation. You know, and to me, it's all about the timing of the plays too. And even though Cooper Cup has put up phenomenal numbers this year, Triple Crown man, to me, just the plays that he make at the time. Obviously, you know, if you look at the Tampa Bay game, I mean, he made the play of the game. But he's been a guy all season long that when the Rams get in the third and situation or the momentum change, the other team trying to, you know, snatch momentum back, Cooper Cup either moving the sticks or hitting you with a 35, 25-yard play. So, for me, it's Cooper Cup on the other side. You know, these teams, you know, they're, you know, they're stout. They're both worthy, man. But, you know, this game is played out in Los Angeles, out in SoFi, man. What you think, man? What you think about this one, man? How you feel about the game, man? Uh, I mean, 
can't. I mean, they have the advantage of just about every single meaningful position. I mean, even even as good as the Bengals receivers are, T. Higgins, Munches, I think the, the Rams receiving core is better. Uh, quarterback position, Joe Burrow's great, but Matthew Stafford's a veteran guy. I mean, they're kind of similar players, but Matthew Stafford's better. You know, the guy who's seen it all. You know, who has more experience, and you know, if he wins this, he's, he might be getting, he might be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, at the running back position, I think they're Cam Akers, Joe Mixon, as good as he is, Cam Akers, and Sony Michelle probably get more of an advantage. The offensive line, I think the Rams' offensive line is better. The Rams' defensive line is better. Their front seven is better. Uh, you know, when you're talking about secondary, I think the Rams' cornerback, even with, you know, 40-something-year-old damn near Eric Weddle back there, I think the, the Rams' defense is better. Uh, where the Bengals have the advantage. So I have to say it's going to be the Rams to win this game. But, you know, that, like, in the words of, uh, what is it, Chris Berman, that's why they play the games. So, you know, who knows what can happen. Uh, but it, 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 I, I, would be, I would be surprised if the Bengals win it. This might be another, you know, another Super Bowl loss for the Bengals organization. I think that will be 0-3 now. But, uh, you know, I, I just don't see them winning this game. Yeah, man. I put a lot of thought into uh, into this game. And I agree with you on the talent end. I mean, the Rams are just the most talented team out of the two teams. I do think that they have a coaching advantage in McVay. Obviously, as everyone knows and follows, you know, National Football League knows that Zach Taylor is an understudy. And so, to me, I agree with you. I have the Rams winning this game. You know, I go as far as saying I think this is going to be a 24-17 to game. And to me, I think the key of the game and the reason I picked the Rams, outside of just they're more talented, I just think that, think about this. Joe Burrow got sacked nine times. Look at this defensive line. That he's going up against with Aaron Donald and the company, Ikebon, Von Miller, <coughs> excuse me, Von Miller and company. I just think that they're gonna get to they're gonna get to Joe Burrow. Maybe not nine times, but they're gonna get to Joe Burrow. And to me, I don't think the Cincinnati can survive him being sacked five, six times in, in, in this game. And so I, that's why I got the Rams 24 to 17. I think Joe and them trying to make a push. You know, maybe in the fourth quarter of this game to make you know make it you know drama for or competitive, but I got the Rams in this one, man. Twenty four seventeen, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, that's a good one. Uh, I would say maybe I, I got the Rams probably scoring a little bit more. Uh, I got them scoring um, thirty four. I would say thirty four twenty one, somewhere around those lines. I don't think it'd be that close. We got to pull away. I think just from what you brought up with the with the front seven of the Rams and how they're going to just get after the quarterback. I, I can't see um, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow by himself uh, just just willing this game. I think these guys are, you know, he's going up against some monsters and um, Aaron Donald and Von Miller. So, um, you know, yeah, I, I think the Rams should be able to win this one and probably win this one going away. Yeah, man, definitely, definitely going to see, man. We got Super Bowl jumping off, man. 
you know, first and foremost, man, everybody enjoy the Super Bowl safely, whether it's COVID, whether it's, you know, too much alcohol or something like that. Definitely want everybody to enjoy the Super Bowl and be safe out here, man. Man, we at the end of the season, bro, man. We had a, a man, we started this thing off in week week one. Man, we pushed on. Man, it's been a crazy up and down season. You know, I'm not sure who, how many people would have picked, you know, Cincinnati versus the Rams. Now, obviously, the Rams was, you know, you know, kind of a favorite in the NFC. Or most, some people picked them as a favorite in the NFC. But it's been a long season, man. We had a bunch of stuff going on on the field, off the field. Lawsuits out here. It's been a long, long season, man. What's, what's your final thoughts, man, on, on, on the season, man? Great season. Uh, you know, the NFL, every game really broke down to one possession. Um, lots of parity in the league. Uh, who would have thought the Rams and the Bengals would be here? That shows you the parity that's in the league. Um, you know, everybody probably had Tampa Bay and Tom Brady or maybe even uh, Kansas City and, and, and those teams are long gone. So it just shows you the parity that's in this league. Just about every Every team with a top 15 quarterback has a realistic Super Bowl chance. Uh, and that's, that, that's, and even the teams that don't, like if you're talking about maybe like the Titans, who I don't think Sandy has a top 15 quarterback, they've, they, they're still in the run because they got, you know, a good team and good defense and they can run the football. So there's a way to get to the, to, to the Super Bowl or to the playoffs or deep into the playoffs without having a top 15 quarterback. And so it just shows you that, you know, the parity that's in this league and how amazing football is um, from a fan standpoint, um, you know, and the stars that are in this game. I mean, you're going to see some stars coming out, you know, Jalen Ramsey, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, you know, guys like that are, uh, on teams that nobody even predicted, you know, the, 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 to, to, to make it to this. And so, you know, it just shows the, the league's in great shape and, you uh, no, I'm excited. Uh, it's gonna be sad because, you know, for for most people, it's, it's sad because there's no football. I mean, I'll be looking to the combine next month, and then you know the draft in April. I'm a, you know that's my thing. I'm gonna be tuned in Mel Kiper for the next. I don't know, <laughs> oh you know, yeah. But uh, you know, but you know, and then free agency too, and then see where these quarterbacks land. Uh, that's gonna be interesting. Well, you got Russell Wilson probably on the move. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers potentially on the move. Uh, you know, so there's some there's some drama that's going to unfold in the next few weeks. So that's going to be exciting. So yeah, man, it's just you know it, it's sad to see the season over, but you know, uh, as a, as a Dolphins fan, the team is probably no, seemingly nowhere near uh, in the playoffs. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be looking forward to the off season, seeing where like where our my team is. And, and you know who knows maybe Tua might develop a little bit more get some more weapons and you know we might have a realistic opportunity so that's where I'll be going for the next few months but sad to see football go for sure yeah man yeah man and you know we definitely definitely we on Five Sports Podcast want to thank you for your contributions this season man falling through also too is that definitely, man, we're going to break down, you know, once the Super Bowl concludes, man, you know, we're going to definitely break down and give the flowers to whoever wins this particular Super Bowl, man. So definitely, definitely, even though the games is over with, we on Five Sports Podcast, definitely going to have our ears to the streets. You know, we definitely going to check in, man, around that draft time. 
And also, too, man, you know, next episode, you know, once the Super Bowl, you know, crack off, we definitely going to get into the head coaching movements across the National Football League. Both our teams, respectively, is hired a new head football coach. So we definitely going to break that down, man, in the next episode, man, put a bow on the end of the, the official season of the National Football League, man. Once again, man, I want to thank everybody for listening. We on Five Sports Podcast. Episode number 31. Man, I want to first of all thank guests coming through, man. Steve, NFL correspondent, man, breaking down the Super Bowl. Once again, man, I want to thank Shot, OG of the show, partner in crime out here, man. NBA correspondent, man, as we broke down the Brooklyn Nets right before the James Harden trade. Once again, man, I want to thank all y'all for listening, man. I really appreciate that, man. Thanks for the feedback, man. We rocking and rolling out here. Episode number 31. want everybody to be safe out here for the Super Bowl. Definitely enjoy it, man. We're going to get into that definitely in the next episode. Once again, we appreciate all the good looks. We on Five Sports Podcast.